しさにまぶたを閉じた君のこと誰の目にも触れない影に Hey everyone, and welcome back to Class 1A Popped Off's My Hero Academia Weekly Podcast. I am one of your homerooms, Andrew Nimsgern, and alongside me, I have James Graham and Dylan Beal with another five great chapters of Vigilantes. I think this is definitely becoming one of my. Like, we're doing the alternating weekly podcast. Like, last week we did the movie. Movie was fantastic. I really enjoyed that. But Vigilantes is now becoming something more and more I look forward to and talk through these episodes. I first off have seen they've gotten longer by the week, but also I'm getting more hype for them by the week. Are you guys feeling the same way? Yeah, I, I, I like the direction it's going in, and it's like, it, it's getting into that zone of where like, we're starting to really get into it, and it's getting cozy. I like it. I like being able to sit down, read my five chapters of Vigilantes, because it's, it's not super like, high stakes or anything. It's, it's good, though. I like it. Yeah, and we're definitely getting to the point where like, the. You're, you, you, we're at the point where you've fleshed out the characters enough to kind of know almost the, like what to expect and know when you see actual character growth. So it's an, you get this night. Nice, yeah, like it's cozy. It's, we're, we're getting situated. It's a good time. And I think we're getting to the point where one of us is about to break and just read the entire series. Yeah, we're getting there. I, th- I think we're getting really close to that point. 15 chapters in, it's like it's starting to the buildup's going to scar and we're going to want to know what happens and. It's going to go downhill for one of us, and I'm scared to see which one I'm of us I'm restraining myself. I won't do first. it. I sp- I- yeah, I, all, all three of us is very, are very bad at that, Dylan. You know that. Yeah, and it's self-restraint. I don't, know the, I don't know the definition. But before we just talk ourselves into reading through all of this, let's jump into the rigmarole so we can actually talk about the chapters for this week. Make sure that you tell all your friends about us if you want them to chat about the, the manga with us, because we love having people come in and, and, and chat about the manga with us. So... Do that, leave a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, too, because it means so much to us. Yeah, and if you want to chat with us about the manga or anything else that we uh, do and talk about, uh, hit us up over on Twitter at popped underscore off or email us at contact at poppedoff.com. But with that, let's jump into chapter 11 through 15 of the My Hero um, Academia Vigilantes manga. Chapter 11, Crossing Lines. Knuckle Duster arrives just in time to save Koichi and Soga, saying that there's a true difference between Stendhal and himself, that Stendhal is just there for killing, while Knuckle Duster is more of kind of a true hero. Knuckle Duster challenges Stendhal and takes him out in a single punch. And this is where we start to see Stain go from hunting villains to wanting to take down false heroes, saying that he pretty much needs to improve in every single way except for his determination because that is the one true thing that separates himself from many others. Chapter 12, Senpai. Koichi goes back to college after his running with Stendhal, and we kind of learn that he's not that good at school. Um, an older student named Makado um, offers her help to him with his classes if he is willing to help her with her independent studies, which is on the vigilante group that she that um, Koichi is actually a part of. Um, and we also learn that uh, Makoto is sister to Naomasa uh, Sukaichi. Um, the police officer that we know from the My Hero Academia anime that All Might is super close to, and one of the few people that know the truth about All for One. Chapter 13, Makado slash Truth. Koichi is training with Knuckle Duster, and Knuckle Duster encourages Koichi to help Makado with her studies and to try to make sure he directs her in a different way away from them. Koichi and Makado go around town interviewing people on what they think of the local vigilantes, Pretty much the three things is when they think of Pop, they think of Ass. When they think of Koichi, they think of Creepy. And when they think of Knuckle Duster, they're like, we don't know. 
is pretty much the three words that they describe each of the three heroes with. And then Makido, then at the very end of the chapter, uses her quirk, which we learn is polygraph, to ask Koichi if he's really the crawler or not. And he says no, which is technically true because he asks her, um, Koichi, if he's a crawler or not, which he does not believe he is that. He is the crawler. And then chapter 15, Playboy. We learn Captain Celebrity is a pretty much a, oh no, I'm sorry, chapter 14 major. Um, Captain Celebrity arrived in Tokyo. He's one of the biggest heroes in all of America. Coming over to Tokyo to kind of make a new career out of his already career, but kind of a new part of his career. Um, and helps take down a godlike villain, but only after the media arrives. Pretty much saying that oh, unless media is there and kind of his PR crew is there, he doesn't really do much. Which probably the most American thing ever. And pretty fitting. Chapter 15, Playboy. We learn that Captain Celebrity is a playboy and well known for that and most of his scandals over in America had to do something with women and his wife that is now trying to pretty much take everything from him. And we learn that Makado is in Captain Celebrity's cheer squad that follows him around to all of his fights and uh, Captain Celebrity wants to take Makado on a date which to her is only a work meeting. Um, Makado is in close with us, uh, Captain Celebrity's clo uh, wife Pamela. So, um, Captain Celebrity puts Koichi on the date inst uh, instead and tries to explain the mistake to his wife. So, not as quite action-packed and, like, kind of like, holy shit moments as the last five chapters. But these are still five just great chapters. And, as always, we'll kind of start at the beginning. But, overall, what did you guys think of the wrapping up of the Sten Hall slash Dane arc? And then kind of moving into Captain Celebrity and the introduction of this Makoto character. It was a uh, for me. It just seemed like a natural progression, like because like la the last time we talked about this, we were like, okay, is it actually stain? And then basically once it like I don't know, oh, I, it kind of sucks because once it was solidified that it was stain for me, I was like, okay, I know exactly where this is going, and I knew how it was gonna play out. So like, I was bummed it ended, but it ended predictably. So I'm like, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of I'm content, I guess. I wouldn't say it end. I mean, I don't think he'll it's probably the last time we see Stain. no. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, like, just in that, like, that little arc itself. You know what I mean? Like, between his coverage, I guess, like, it just, it, it like, it wrapped up in a nice, neat bow that kind of feeds into the. It, like, if you never see Stendhal again before he takes on the Stain, like, you know, um, title, um, I would like that's fine because it leads into the show so well, right? Either direction could happen, yeah. and you wouldn't really be surprised. Exactly. Way. I, I wish there was a little bit more with it though. Um, it really w had me wanting more. Um, I wanted that that transition from Stendhal to uh, Stain to be like a bigger gradient. Like mm. I, I I know like I I really thought he was gonna be like a bigger part of the manga. I kind of wanted this longer arc that built up that like he was trying to be like a hero and that, that kind of image shattered in his mind and it like slowly made him Stain or like at least a little more drawn out than like. He got fuck. He got fucking busted by Knuckle Duster. Then he's like, "Well, <laughs> guess, guess I'm, I'm a... gonna have to go kill him." <laughs> it's what I do. Yeah, yeah. It, it did. It felt. It felt abrupt. It felt more abrupt than I think I wanted out of the character. Now that being said, I'm curious in where the grand scheme of things, like they're gonna, what they're gonna like, like what their plan was. Like, I don't know where vigilantes in the uh the my hero like manga kind of like line up as far as like characters and stuff like that but like they might have been like oh shit we kind of like we got to kind of speed this along to make sure it like lines up with the like the main manga um i'm not entirely sure but like yeah it just it felt abrupt 
I mean, not unbelievable. Like, no. like I totally understand the jump, like, 100%. Like, as soon as we saw Stendhal, we're like, oh, that makes sense, that's, that, that stain. That, that totally makes sense. Um, but I just wish it was just, like, more of a gradient because I want to see more out of the character because I, I like, I, I really like Stain um, from the show. I think he's great, and so that's why I wanted more of him. I don't think we're done with them. I, I think you're both kind of very... I think it sounds like you guys both have already said that, like, oh, yeah, he's pretty much done with Vigilantes. I, I definitely think we'll see him back. I mean, the biggest thing we got to think about is, is Queen the big bad? I mean, you got to think that, like, right now we're 15 chapters in, and as a time of recording, there's, like, 65, 70 more chapters of Vigilantes, and there's no kind of big villain set up or anything like that. Queen's the only one behind the scenes. I don't know if there's ever going to be a traditional big bad like there is in the anime. No, I don't think we will. So I do. I don't think we will either. So that's why I think Stain's going to come back, and they're going to keep introducing pretty these little villains. And Queen maybe the one kind of pushing them for the next 20 chapters, and something will probably come to an end there. But I don't think we're going to be seeing her for. 300 chapters like we would in my hero she's not going to be the um league of villains from the anime so i definitely think we're going to see stan again and we're going to see other villains or like even captain celebrity he isn't a hero i mean he isn't a villain he's a hero but he's still like um against what koichi and they do he's, he's not a real hero he's kind of doing it all in the fame and that i think there's gonna be more kind of issues like that and smaller villains versus one overarching villain so i really think we'll see probably one more transition of Stendhal into when he first says I'm staying now. I mean, and we kind of we kind of already got it. it though. Like he like like he didn't totally say his name, but like we got that one speech of him saying like you know the, like the blood the yeah, blood stains. I will leave blood. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, so I, like, I, like he like like, yeah. I, like James like he might have said it and then like looked at the camera and winked a little bit. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like that's it was like yeah, and like and that's what I mean. Like I he's definitely gonna come back as a character, but his transition from Stendhal to Stain, in my opinion, is done. Like we we're already there now, right? That's the disappointing part. Um, that it, that felt so abrupt, but we're definitely getting him back. I'm like, there's no doubt about it, right? Um, yeah, because Zuckle Duster is the one that turned him. Yeah, from exactly. Stendhal right. Stain. So it makes sense that he'll probably be one of his first targets and who knows we just know several hero die like several heroes died from stain i mean wouldn't that be crazy if that was kind of one of the ways they even wrapped up this is that they um knuckle duster dies to stay and after all this and koichi and pop or someone takes them down just kind of coming up with what the future is like there's a lot of really cool ways to wrap up this story that could also really feed into the main anime but going on to the kind of next big character that we kind of introduced to that has some kind of impact on the main anime is going to and manga i guess is going to be makado so the younger sister of the um police officer from the anime definitely trying to reveal who koichi is and kind of has an idea of who they might be already what do you kind of feel about this new character so um i i think tying things in especially like low like low stakes characters like detective uh Tsukichi is awesome because it's like he comes in and it's not like an all might shows up and like you know like big stuff is gonna happen it's like he's like he's just a detective but like he's so like connected to the plot of the main story so it's super cool to see um and i think they did it in a, a really good way um because i love the theme that they brought up like how they started talking about like vigilantes and like oh like here's an aspect of hero society and here's like the problems with it like this is the way our society is but it's bad like like adding that little twist and nuance to it i think is really good i love when they explore topics like that 
yeah, like she provided such a lore dump in like in a really good way. Like it's actually like a class that he's taking at university. Like, and you just got so much. Like I I knew as soon as I like I got to the page where it was like this wall of text. I'm like, okay, we're getting like some good stuff. And you do like you get a lot of like I mean this is a like very much a like unexplored area of this universe. Like basically how we transition from vigilantes to to uh to heroes and how that whole system works and stuff like that i think we've talked about it like a number of times like while we were watching the anime about like wanting to kind of know the inner workings of how the hero society works what the qualifications that are and stuff like that and i love the fact that they brought up like this like they, they they're like they're not only just talking about it like in theory and like stuff that happens but they're actually giving events like the like the rhode island thing like what was it like 200 heroes like bi- 189 100. only seven of them became actual heroes the rest were marked to villains yes but they were all because of how they were using their quirks and stuff like that right well that's the thing we actually so that's the one point i was going to bring up in all this is that um makido asked koichi if he knew the one thing that separated those seven from the other 182 and koichi didn't know and she said well that's a secret it's not going to be on your exam so that there was some kind of we don't know what separated the two in terms of that law, and it's probably going to be another lore dump in the future of what that difference was. Because right now, it just said, hey, these were marked villains for their use of the quirks. But uh, Makado, like I, in this recap I'm looking at it right now, Makado asked, uh, Koichi, so I ask a question. What was the decisive factor that separated heroes from villains when the Rhode Island law was first enacted? Koichi does not know, so Makado reveals that the answer is a secret. And while the question will not appear the exam, it gives um, the topic of her... Um, it is the topic of a research thesis. So it's going to be something we learn a lot more about in the future. I, I don't think it's going to be anything like like specific, like, oh, in in Rhode Island at this specific, specific uh, instance, they were doing this thing. I think it was, I think it's just going to be they were using their quirk without a license and so they were deemed villains. I think it's going to be something like... But there was no license in this. No, no, no. This no, was before Van. No, no, no. They, they said this is when they got the license and anyone who didn't have it was marked a villain. I think their 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 crime for being a villain is just going to be not having a license and using your quirk. Oh yeah, like the 182 of them didn't want to be like watched by the government or yeah, they, by the government while the other um while seven of them were okay. No, no, I I don't even think that. I think like they probably like they might have even tried to become heroes but they were just denied. And they didn't pass it. Yeah, they were like, at, at like least a- that Yeah, that that was like the vibe I got from it was that like they all wanted to be heroes but they just like couldn't get through the process yeah yeah like i mean like and we and the nice part is too is like having something to relay back on like like look at what the what the like hero entrance exam has become right like and like we have crazy characters like todoroki and bakugo like not making the cut because of how how the legislation's set up right so i mean god knows what it was in its first iteration right it's uh yeah I, I i like i'm really excited to learn more about that i'm really like i i'm always a big fan of like background lore and like world building and stuff like that and we're just getting so much of this with this manga and we're getting like and I, like it was actually sick because and i'm gonna kind of segue into captain celebrity i'd always wondered what like a, a like you know a north american hero would look like and i think they kind of nailed it i think <laughs> like that is absolutely how the top heroes would be. Like, if this was all real world, I 100 think there's always going to be those couple of like true justice, and I don't care about PR. Like, there's always going to be a couple of those towards the top, but this is how most people would be. This is the extreme version of Mount Lady. 
pretty much because Mountain Ladies always kind of had the more PR vibe and the very much caring about getting not like, taking getting the takedown and all that, which you saw very early on in the anime. This is the extreme version of that. Like, yay, um, we need to go help them from Koichi, and he says, "Well, my PR squad's not set up yet, and uh, there's no media here yet, so I'm good." And then of course he comes in and saves the day. Like he is powerful enough to do that because no one ended up actually getting hurt but that doesn't mean he's any less of a dick or that doesn't get him into trouble which definitely is how things would probably be in north north america especially american heroes and i really liked his introduction a lot because like it just solidifies like the like the thought like yeah they're all heroes but like they don't have to be good people i mean we we first saw this with endeavor right of where like he's a really good hero but also like he's kind of a bad person and and i i like when they introduce that because it makes it feel more real you know because it's like yeah obviously not everyone's gonna be like an all might or deku who's like great people like sometimes they're gonna be really strong and also just kind of dicks kind of bad people yeah like, like he's even, not evil he's just a dick yeah well i mean like and it's even like like captain celebrity and like endeavor like they're they're not even like the bakugos because bakugo like i mean he's a dick but it's not the same like he's not selfish he's not like you know he's he's outwardly an asshole but i mean like other than that like his 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 core beliefs are good his core values are good but with you know captain celebrity endeavor like they're they're very twisted and very like again very believable right it makes it it makes the world much more three-dimensional also that chin that chin man oh my god <laughs> reminds um you guys ever watched like fairy op parents yeah. growing up reminds oh, yeah. me of captain chin or whatever that crimson was like chin, the crimson dude. chin yeah the crimson chin that's what yeah. it was and i definitely got that vibes right away <laughs> um but yeah and then just kind of going on we can kind of confuse that i mean mix that in chapter 14 and 15 obviously and the whole of course he has a mistresses and of course he's having problems problems he's, with his he's wife a strange is that wife, not the most yeah. That's just not the most American thing as well and all that. And I definitely love – it definitely shows a lot more about Makido's character too because was, I was really surprised when we saw her on the cheer squad. Yeah. But it's a ch- chance for her to be a leader and all that. And, of course, she thinks of it as like a work meeting. He thinks of it as a date. And I just love that whole interaction there a little bit that, of course, she's on the wife with uh, on the phone with uh, Captain Subdue's wife. Pamela, and then yeah. he's like – Pamela, he just goes down and grabs Koichi, puts him in the chair, and then gets on the phone and explains. Like, I, I just think that's a really fun... Like, there really wasn't anything we learned in this chapter, pretty much besides that he's just a playboy. It was the only thing we learned in this chapter. But I'm like, okay, that's just a fun little comedic kind of moment there. Um, get a little bit more interaction of uh, Makado and Koichi, and who knows, it could lead to a more conversation in chapter 16. But So the one thing I wanted to call out... Um because I thought it was funny, but I feel like we don't know anything about it if we don't get the joke as much. Um, but the end, he talks about, um, like, foreigners, like, always going on variety shows and selling out to the variety shows. So, in, I know in Japan, they have these, like, they have these shows that are variety shows of where, like, they, like, things happen, like, I don't know, they, they have a guest do, like, kooky stuff or whatever, like, kind of like a talk show, um, except you always see, like, the host their 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 pictures like their cameras are always in like the bottom left of the corner or something and you see their reactions and it's wild it's wild to see um so just like go 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 look up a, a japanese variety show and just see how weird these things are because like occasionally they'll have like american actors on it for some reason like i think there's there's a really good one with like bill murray just like being on one of them really confused on what's going on <laughs> it's incredible 
like yeah the the other thing i want to flesh out too is that we are seeing and at like to me it feels like such a more natural love interest between pop and koichi vice what we kind of get with the show which is very like it's very takes much like a backseat um but like she's like we, we get like blatant jealousy right like it's and it's nice and koichi of course is an idiot and he's totally oblivious to it but like we're getting to see that not it's not like it's consuming her but it is like becoming the factor into like what she does now and i i don't know i like that because i think that's the one thing we kind of miss from my hero is that we have no no romance whatsoever right like it's really we had that one little blip and that was it right this is like maybe we do get just another blip but i it, it feels it feels like too big of an arc like an arc or a story for it to go away you know what i mean yeah i mean like we had a point in the show of where um where uraka is just like no i need to hold these feelings down and i'm not going to address them anymore like like they have a specific point they did a pretty good job of holding them down and never bringing they're them back non-existent. Yeah, they have, they have like a, a specific point of where she's just like nope pushing these down it's never gonna happen um so i hope we don't get that and i don't know i think it would be cool because like that's a very like uh anti-trope is i don't know if that's the right word anti-cliche if they actually leaned into it if they just like actually were like all right let's just explore this like let's just yeah, yeah. we're just gonna do it which i think would Even be if so it doesn't cool. work out or something like that i think it'd be i think just a cool i mean one of these mini arcs like three four chapters of like that's what they would do is like okay three chapters on stendhal is pretty much what there was three chapters on koichi and pop going on a date and actually seeing if it works and then it goes totally awkward and they go back just kind of having an awkward kind of relationship for 10 20 more chapters and things kind of go back over like i that's definitely something i would love to hear like see here but if there's like a three chapter like three chapters of like a single date in my hero i think a lot of people would be upset with that and it just would feel out of place but here it's like give it to yeah, us. Like, exactly. give us awkward koichi on a date for three straight chapters of him mumbling through a conversation with Pop, learning that Pop's idolizes him a little bit and all that kind of stuff. Like, I would love to see that interaction and kind of how it changes the vibe of their group for even short-term or even long-term, too. I just think that feels more fitting here, and that's such a good way to have you know, superhero manga wanting us to actually have two characters go on a date for multiple chapters is so unique and part of the reason why I love this so much. And we're only 15 chapters in, too. Like, it's all got so much more buildup, but that doesn't feel out of place, and that doesn't feel like something people wouldn't want. Yeah, like, think how, like, like really interesting, like, the dynamic would be. is like, because they're going through their thing, they're doing, they're dating or whatever, being awkward, and Knuckle Duster's just like, what the hell are you guys doing? Can you stop? Yeah. Can you stop being <laughs> weird like this, please? Because they all live together, too, so. <laughs> Back at the house, Knuckle Duster yelling at him to get a room. <laughs> they only have one room. So I think I just think it'd be really fun with the three they have there. So I I think, yeah, and it's just there, you have no idea where anything's gonna go. Like that could literally be chapter sixteen. Chapter sixteen could them be going on a date and it wouldn't feel out of place. Chapter sixteen could be them fighting Queen and it doesn't feel out of place. They are able to do like these three four chapter arcs back to back to back so far. Like that we have not had a single story kind of go more than two or three chapters since the beginning of the fifteen chapters we've read. And it doesn't feel out of place when they're jumping around and little time skips here and there. And I and I love that because you never know what's going to happen in chapter 16 now. Well, that's what, that's what I love about the, 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 the manga is that it feels very episodic, right? And, like, it could transition very easily over into an anime. There's tons of anime that are specifically episodic, and, they, and that's kind of how they tell their story, right? Um, and they could do this super easily. So I don't feel like... 
I think initially it felt a little jarring trying to get like used to the pace, but now I'm just like, I'm not like I the the next progression is totally unpredictable, but I'm not gonna be like like none of it's gonna surprise me or bother me regardless of what we get, right? So yeah, they've done a great job with this with this like setup so far. I agree. Um, is there anything else from these chapters we want to dive into? Otherwise, I think I talked through a lot of my points. We talked through the chapters pretty well. But anything else? And not, not I guess, so much to dive into, but something I want to bring up because I think we skipped over. Um, Knuckle Duster absolutely blasting Stendhal. Like, yeah, like he's yeah, strong. the actual the actual fight dynamic of that was really good too. Like he sets his range with like the rope. He like and it like predicts Stendhal coming in at him. Like he's like Quirkless, the guy. By the way. Quirk, yeah, yeah, Quirkless, by the way, right? Yeah, just Quirkless All Might over here. Like, yeah, like, that was, like, a really well-done setup for, like, kind of, like, th their dynamic, right? Like, you didn't have this crazy, like, like, you know, like, destruction, like, um, kind of ridden fight. It's just, like, it's done in one blow because that's how the two of them both operate, right? Like, it was, I don't know, I really liked it. The other thing I wanted to bring up, too, was the, uh, the, what was it, like, the... I guess the vote or the like the basically the public opinion of each vigilante I thought was really good. It's Cruller is yeah, really Cruller is super creepy and kind of nice. Pop is literally just her ass and nothing else and Knuckle Duster's bad news and that's like that's that's their thing. That's how they're known for. What's well, so fitting though? Like that's, oh, yeah. that's how we summarize <laughs> the three of them. I mean, I don't think of, I don't like pretty much yeah. Um Koichi was kind but creepy or just creepy or kind but creepy. Yeah. It was the kind two ones, which is, I don't think we think of them as creepy as much, but it's definitely like the, that's just kind of the vibe he gives off. I love that. They just pretty much straight up call that out. I really did enjoy that. But with that, I think we're ready to move into this week's, oh my God. Um, what's the section called? Boys? It's called the plus, I'm uh, plus ultra, my oh dude. Oh my God. Plus ultra. I am, I am not editing this out, but I <laughs> well, want you to yourself know that together, I literally have done 70 episodes of this show and I just blanked on the one segment I came up with <laughs> for this entire show. All right. But with that, let's move into our plus ultra recipient for this week. Dylan, why don't you take it away first? Oh man. I think this one's pretty hard. Um, but I'm going to have to give it, uh, Makoto I think I think she she like was literally a detective in this being in being in college right shows up basically knows about Koichi sets it up perfectly to like get him to confess it, 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 it granted it was a technicality on on the reason why she it's didn't get the confession but she her, her quirk is sick it's polygraph that's so cool um yeah, it is. and not only that but she also like set everything up with the uh with with, with cc so well because it was like she knew what was going on and she's like oh no i already have like your your wife on on like speed dial yeah and, and like just like working to get like exactly what she wanted i i don't know i thought she was like big brains big brains it was sick yeah i gotta i gotta follow suit man like they they introduced her and established her character so quickly and so well that like she like i'm like even with even with, like, the CC fan club, I was like, alright, this is, like, she's taking, like, a notch down for me. Because, you know, she's, like, caught up in it and stuff like that. And she's not. She's working another angle. She's trying to flesh out more stuff about this dude. She's, like, she's clearly as smart as her brother, if not smarter. And she's got a quirk to boot that, like, just fits into the family dynamic so well. So, yeah, no. She's, she definitely gets it. 
No, yeah, I absolutely agree. Not only is she also my favorite character from Persona 5, so when I saw the name, that made me very oh, excited. Um, but on top of that, yeah, I think her character is great. I, I loved how they introduced her and, like, kind of made her canon in the main animes, too. It was connecting back to that. But her character, yeah, she's so smart. Um, she knows how to uh, get what she wants. And she she just is creating very fun and moments that are just kind of very different. The detective vibe is not something we've gotten so far, so... I think she's going to be a very recurring character for the rest of the manga. I think she'll not be the core cast, but I think she'll be as common as um, the two like sidekicks, the Cyclops and Wolverine-looking guys. I think she'll be that extent of a character, maybe a little bit more. So I'm very excited to see how she fits in with the group. She's going to learn about the group eventually, is my guess. So I think she'll be very fun to have in the series. Um, and yeah, I just really enjoyed her in these chapters. But with that... I think we're going to wrap up this week's episode. But Dylan, why don't we talk a little bit about what next week's going to be? Yeah, so next week we're actually going to have a special guest on the show, um, friend of the podcast um, of Mechadoo fame, uh, Ian Gregory. Uh, he is a comics expert. Um, he, he does a lot of uh, comics critique and writing analysis. Um, his work's really great, and we want to bring him on to talk a little bit about how um, Western comics relate to My Hero as a whole. Um, so if you have any questions about that, um, any questions at all about comics, he'll know the answer. So feel free to send it in to us. Yep, and that's going to be James, Dylan, and then um, the special guest. On next week's episode, I will be stepping off just so those three can talk it. I'm not a big comics guy, to be 100% honest. So I thought it would be those three to just kind of enjoy it, and I'll just sit back and get to listen to the conversation for once. So it'll be really fun. But, James, why don't we wrap up the episode? Yeah, so uh, make sure to tell all your friends about the Class 1A podcast and hit us with that five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. And check out poppedoff.com and twitter.com slash popped underscore off where you can send us messages for all the updates on this podcast and other hype content. But that'll be all for this week's episode of Class 1A. We hope to see you all back here next Saturday for a new class.